don't know exactly where to begin today. Um, Because what I'm feeling is, uh, uh, you know, welcoming open heart and and uh, happy to see everybody. And maybe uh, maybe it might be nice if you could look around and 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 uh, wish each other well silently. That's always so helpful. To be wished well is really helpful, but also to wish well, to open our hearts is, and to wish ourselves well. And to be in touch with what we all share, which is this love. We're all really held in love. We held in kindness. We, it's so natural. It's so who we are. We, we think, oh, I want to be happy. I'm so selfish. But really, it's because we love that we want to be, just want to be happy. And we want you to be happy. So, um, what I thought we would do today is what the Buddha has uh, has called the most important contemplation. I've done this. We've done this in small groups, but it's you can't do enough of it. Um, contemplation of death. Um, I heard someone talking this morning. He quoted uh, this. I forget who said this, but when we die before we die. If we die before we die, and we can die right now. We can die to the phenomenal world. We can die to each other right now. We can, yeah. So when we die before we die, we don't die when we die. We're already, we've already let go. So it's a very good practice to, to you know, practicing, really it's practicing dying, but it's also um, practicing living fully, fully being here. So as I was saying, the Buddha called this the king of all contemplations. He compared it to the elephant's paw print in the jungle is so vast, so big, that all the other animals' paw prints can fit in it. That's how that all other all other contemplations, all other practices can fit into this one contemplation. So um, I find the death uh, death contemplation healing, opening, widening. There's this filmy obscuration between me and the rest of the world, this film, this me film. And uh, find the contemplation of death can help melt, melt or dissolve a little bit of that film, the me film, because there's no me when we die. 
So um, let's begin. And, and by the way, if this is not for you, and it's not necessarily for you, it's not, you know, so if, if it arouses feelings in you that you do not want to deal with right now, you can just mute or, or, or turn the volume way down and uh, come back in about 15 minutes. And, and we can, uh, you can join the small groups. So let's sit comfortably upright. And relax. And just as we, our body is relaxing into the seat of the chair, let your mind relax, drop into the body. Maybe down to the base of the spine. And noticing the rising and the falling of the breath. And, of course, the thoughts will come and swirl around and there's no need to be in conflict with thoughts. They're just another manifestation of our nature, our beautiful nature. So just allow them to swirl around without judging them. And when they settle, allow them to settle. And particularly notice the gap at the end of the exhale before you inhale again and That's a space that thoughts often can relax and settle into. And relax the thighs, the calves and feel the feet on the floor. And relax your strong upright back. And let your shoulders, where we carry a lot of tension, you could squish 
swish them around a little bit if you want to relax those the tension in the shoulders and the neck. And relax the heart. The tender heart. And the arms. And the hands. And relax the throat. And let all the facial muscles melt into the skull. And relax the eyes and the forehead and behind the forehead, the brain. The mind, the busy mind, relax. And then let awareness take in the whole body. Let awareness widen, expand, take in even space around the body, like it's filling the room. The awareness is filling all the space in the room. Gently holding you. And now just be. Without any effort to relax or to be aware of anything. Just don't even meditate now. Let everything be. And when we let everything be, what is here? And now pretend, use your imagination, that this is your moment of death. But you're dead. And just relax into your own death.
no more, no more reference points. The body is no longer a reference point. It's really good to familiarize ourselves with where we will be for a very long time. It's kind of a naive statement, but much, much, much longer than this very brief, precious life. The Buddha compared it to a dewdrop on a leaf. That's how brief it is. And again, a naive thing to say, but with and then we're dead forever. So let's familiarize ourselves with what is here. No more breath to support us. Our loved ones are not ever to be seen again. In the poem, the Dakini speaks, she says, let's mourn our losses fully. But please, let's not be fooled. Let's not act so betrayed. Let's not be shocked by them, as though life had broken her secret promise to us. Impermanence is life's only promise to us. Luminous with truth. No more people. all the roles we have played 
no longer exist. We don't have any roles to support us. Whatever we've been doing in our community roles or familial roles, mother, father, parent, grandparent, sister, brother, child. Or whatever work roles you had. Or whatever talents that have created roles for you are gone. No roles that would make a me are here. And all of the activities that we've done, going on walks, having group dinners, or just having dinner with a friend or a spouse, meditating, driving around, looking at nature, going to restaurants, all the activities that we've enjoyed, games we've played are gone. No more activities. She strips away the unreal to show us the real. A true adult gives everything to this, to what cannot be lost. When everything is lost, what cannot be lost? What remains? All our stuff is gone, our clothes, our furniture, our car, our homes. Everything that we've owned, possessed, is gone. So let's just relax in this and be in this. 
effortless. Allowing this death, this nothingness, to be. Fully welcoming. Fully allowing the nothingness. which is not nothing at all. It's full of something, but what is it? And now we can begin to, we're not dead at all, really. We're, we're quite alive right now. We have a body. We have sounds. We have thoughts, feelings, and slowly open your eyes and look around, maybe look out your window if you want. We have sights. And we have this day. We have a day. We have another day to live. Another day in this precious life. We, we know we could die at any moment. We've seen it, we've heard about it. My uncle just came to visit me, died in the chair. So now we have this precious day, this precious life. What would you like to do with this day? If this were the last, if this were your last day? So that's a question that we could take into the small groups. 
if this were your last day. What would you do? And another reflection is, uh, what was there? What was left? What remained? If you can remember those two questions, and they'll be in the chat. When everything is lost, what cannot be lost? What is cannot be lost? What remains? And if this were your last day, how would you like to spend this day, this precious day? And if another, if you get to it, another question might be, <clears throat> do you find this, how do you find this reflection, this contemplation? Uh, is it helpful to you? How is it helpful? And there's some more. Um, Joe, do you, do you uh, have them in the chat? <clears throat> yeah, I have different sets, though. Uh, how do you relate to the heavenly messengers? What do they show you about who you really are? Uh, is that the wrong set of of <clears throat> of prompts? Yeah. Okay. So let's let's uh, go into groups of three or four for twenty five okay. minutes. David, can you hear me? Yes. So the, the prompts I have are, are different than the ones you just gave. How do you relate to the heavenly messengers and et cetera? Yeah. Well, if you can remember, uh, those are going to be helpful maybe, but also if this were your last day, what would you do? And in the meditation today, if everything is lost, what remains? What cannot be lost. And then other, other, uh, or, or however you'd like to discuss whatever is, is coming up for you is fine. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy your groups, your discussions with each other. Yeah, David, I had four to five set up, so I'm going to redo here. Oh, that's okay. I, I don't. You no need to take any extra time. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Have a great time. Enjoy. Uh, Sherry, do you want to be in her room?
So welcome back. Um, would, be, would anyone like to share? It would be wonderful to hear uh, what you talked about. I know some wonderful things were talked about in my group, and I'm sure there were in yours as well. Hi, this is Michael. If no one else is going to speak, I'll happily speak. So um, my Dharma seeds were totally watered. It was really heartwarming hearing what other people said about their last day and uh, deep bows to, to the group. Thanks. Someone else. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'll say uh, the couple of ladies and myself were in a group. We were talking about like the, uh, and then the Gandhi's movie came to my mind where he says like this, uh, they said, what is your last message? That's as the train was taken off to India from London. He says, my life is my message. So that came, kind of came out and then, uh, uh, I had an, you know, experience uh, a couple of weeks ago or so that I thought this might might, might be the last moment, you know. Uh, but uh, and then I, uh, I was uh, kind of like calm, but also kind of like scared. And it's not that I was hanging on, but I said, "Oh, what, what, this was the main thing." And that it was like, uh, "What if this is it? I mean, this could be it. This, this at any moment, you know, we could go." At any moment. Uh, I mean, but we hear that. I mean, I hear that. I uh, contemplate that. But then, you know, when you see it, but then we forget. So one lady was saying she was going to go chop parsley. And then today, but that could be it. And what a nice way to do it. Why going out while chopping parsley? That's what she's going to do. So that would be a nice one. But it could happen, you know, at any time. So we went there. And then the other lady said that <laughs> at the end, uh, that then, well, this, this group will soon find out. We'll join the big group. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what the, I mean, yeah. Hi, I, uh, our group, each of us wanted to have our children around us at least for part of the day and to uh, be with our partners. Um, But we also wanted alone time and time with nature. And um, a couple of us mentioned that we wanted to be in touch with our breathing so that we could be aware of our last breath and uh, and we wanted time with others and and time to um, to be alone and to reflect um, and and one one person you know well a couple of people mentioned that to be uh, to be able to see the trees and to, to be in nature and, and, and that would um, a- a help to feel like, you know, we're, we're part of, of 
the natural cycle of transitioning. It was really a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> yes, someone else. Those are beautiful thoughts. Nisar? Oh, no, who's... Uh, I'm sorry, my my eyes are not... <laughs> I'm, an, I'm old. I haven't got great eyes. Essie, please. Hi. Um... I live in Vermont, but there's a kind of a movement here in Vermont now relative to green burials. And Vermont, I believe, is one of just four states that has passed a law for composting human remains. And I'm kind of involved in that movement. So death has really been on my mind lately anyway. Um, and it's, it, it is a struggle. Um, but in our group, the last thing I was trying to say when I got cut off was that I think the only thing we can be certain of is uncertainty. And I have to get used to that idea. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm clearly struggling with, with clinging to my ego, I guess. And, um, and sometimes it's very, very painful, I have to say. You know? I think if you can, if you just can get that little bit of space between you and what's happening, by being aware of it, by being the witness of it, that you don't have to suffer as much. But I know that anything can happen in this world. So look at that. That's what I'm learning really fast. You know, and it's a, it is a shock, that poem, you know, don't be disappointed or don't be whatever it said. Don't be so, don't be shocked when anything happens because anything can happen. Thank you. I don't know. It's great. Thank you. Appreciate your thoughts. This is all great. It's, it's all helping us to get closer to who we are, to what's here. Anyone else? Yeah. Freda, did you? Oh, I thought you were okay. Okay, so. Uh, Well, um, we do have. Actually, I have, a, I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Sure, Greg. Uh, for you specifically, uh, a comment was made earlier about uh, dying before you die, and there was some uh, equating of the, the idea of dying before you die with letting go. 
would like your thoughts on that in general. Can you sort of uh, expound on that a little bit, your, your thoughts in particular? Well, I think that this uh, reflection, this contemplation on death, as if I'm already dead, uh, is helpful. And, and uh, the, the Buddha was very uh, a big advocate of this contemplation. It's helpful to to, to imagine ourselves without all of the things that we grab hold of and that we push away that cause us this suffering. This, um, this imagined self that we conjure up, that we dream up, that uh, is the cause of all of our suffering. So if we can imagine a state in which that self that is supported or it's supported by suffering, it's still that suffering confirms this is a self here that's, that's suffering. This is a self that got criticized and it's suffering. Um, by, by letting all that go, by uh, pretending, imagining, this isn't following the breath. It's, this is a different imagination. It's a contemplative exercise. Imagining. All that stuff is gone. All our great puffed up pride from accomplishments and our dejection from failures. All our hopes and our fears. There's no place for them. They're gone. It's just... This, I think, is a, a, someone is in our group mentioned just this, this essence of being is here. This essence of being is remaining. So whether you believe that there is a uh, essence of being or awareness or consciousness or knowingness after you die, it's irrelevant. This is a contemplation that is very helpful as we're living to let go of the uh, clingings holding on. You can't hold on anymore. There's nothing to hold on to. But what is left when you've let go of everything? I mean, that was one of the questions. What is left? What remains? Well, that was one of the prompt questions. Did anyone else in your group, any, any other groups have, have a response to that question? I think it might be awareness. I mean, just like that stays because you kind of like see what's going on, hopefully uh, without attachment, without holding on to this life, uh, not feeling uh, void void of any feelings, any attachments at that moment, I think we'll find. Uh, and yeah, uh, and then uh, uh, some sort of, I mean, like for all the... <laughs> Uh, 20 some years I've been practicing I mean I've been trying to just uh, uh, we talked about Gandhi about like all that stuff that he did but then for me I mean the last uh, 20 plus years I've been just trying to love and just become free myself just for myself forget the others and I think at the uh, not to forget the others but I haven't been able to achieve that to love myself and just free myself but I think at that moment, uh, however long that moment is, that probably the deep sense of acceptance that this is it will happen. And those two will just come together, the freedom and the love merge. 
I mean, not that they're separate, but yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, who the hell knows? I mean, <laughs> I certainly don't. Right. So yeah, what do you think, David? I mean, is it is it in your estimation, uh, this uh, sort of untethered awareness, this kind of base, yeah. taproot level of awareness without all of the storyline around it is that is that it for you you're you're a pretty uh pretty advanced practitioner from the little bit that i know about you yeah the the clarity the awareness the um the knowing the knowing of experience the purity of just this essential knowing that's not covered up by graspings and aversions Judith, do you have your hand raised? Is there something you wanted to say? No? Say something, Judith. Come on. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Someone else? What remains? Yeah. One of the people in our group mentioned a book called Elderhood. It's by a geriatrician someone who takes care of old people. Um, and she said it was that she really got a lot out of it, really enjoyed it. So I just thought I'd pass that on. Yeah. Elderhood. How about we just rest for a moment? Mm-hmm. Just, just sit. Without trying to do anything or be anything at all. Just sit. Just be. Maybe think of some time where you felt really at ease and relaxed, like people have been mentioning in nature. Or looking at the ocean or Where you felt so safe and relaxed. I sometimes think of it like taking a shower, a warm shower. Is this enough? Is just this? What is here?
Do we need all that baggage to carry around with us? Letting, letting our backpack fall away. Okay, well, we've gone much too long, but it's been a great discussion. Um, so let's take a break and uh, let's come back at, it's 12.12, so let's let's try to come back at 20 after. Please, please come back at 20 after. We uh, have so many wonderful things that are planned that it's going to take some time. And don't, don't get off the Zoom, stay on the Zoom, so otherwise you'll, you'll lose it. Okay, so see you in, uh, see you at 1220. Well, this is such a broad, deep, relevant subject in our lives now and in regards to our practice of living each day, living each day in these aging bodies. And uh, I'm feeling a little... Um, a lot of energy in my own body. So um, let's and let's just sit for a few minutes, just quietly, sort of connecting with our breath and sensations of the body sitting, you know, contact with the surface, the chair, the cushion. A sense of. Just this body, the warmth, tingling, whatever, the sense that the body is alive right now and is here in this place. Hearing sounds. Sensing. Just sort of gently uh, ease into being right here and relaxing any holding tensions that may have come from getting up and moving around or residual from our conversation and this last hour and a half together. I thought about David's letter and uh, Ajahn Sumedho's talk about the heavenly messengers. Um, They were quite coming a lot in my life over the last decade, these heavenly messengers. And thinking about in relationship to the five remembrances within this tradition of Buddhism, um, monastics are encouraged, or this is part of their practice every day, 
incorporating the messages of the heavenly messengers as well as a practice with our dharma practice as the messenger of the monk. So I wanted to share, I did this back in December, I shared a beautiful meditation um, and practice by a mindfulness teacher in Ireland. It's on uh, Insight Timer. I loved this and would love to share it with you. So it seemed such a engaged and positive way of meeting the truth of um, sickness, old age, and death. And the monk, the path of practice. So these are the five remembrances. A meditation to recognize and take good care of our fears, our worries, our anxieties, and our dreads. So the first... I am of the nature to grow old. There is no way to escape growing old. May I allow my life to flow and may I recognize and treasure the many abilities of my body and the many energies in my body today. I am of the nature to have ill health. There is no way to escape having ill health. May I learn to offer tender care to myself when I am sick in body or in mind. May I hold myself with kindness and reverence. I am of the nature to die. There is no way to escape death. May I take good care of this moment so that future moments of letting go and transition have as much ease and peace as possible. The fourth remembrance. All that is dear to me and everyone I love is of the nature to change. There is no way to escape being separated from him. May I practice being present and awake in order to treasure the many gifts that are here surrounding me each and every day. May I be there for all that is so dear to me and appreciate when we are together, however fleeting our time may be. The fifth remembrance. 
I inherit the results of my actions of body, speech, and mind. My actions are my continuation. May I practice to nourish wholesome seeds to care for my many sufferings so that the actions of my body, of my speech, the actions of my mind may be wholesome and may be of good service to myself and others. May we allow the world to flow. May we allow our lives to flow and change. May we learn how to let go with grace and ease. May we treasure what is here while it is here. May we take exquisite care of ourselves in this moment so that a future moment may be as peaceful and as kind as possible. May you be safe, happy, and free from all harm. This beautiful teaching is offered by Orla O'Sullivan, a wonderful teacher in Ireland. Going to read the practices one more time. May I allow my life to flow and may I recognize and treasure the many abilities of my body and the many energies in my body today. May I learn to offer tender care to myself when I am sick in body or in mind. May I hold myself with kindness and reverence. May I take good care of this moment so that future moments of letting go and transition have as much ease and peace as possible. May I practice being present and awake in order to treasure the many gifts that are here surrounding me each and every day. May I be there for all that is so dear to me and appreciate when we are together, however fleeting our time may be. May I practice to nourish wholesome seeds to care for my many sufferings so that the actions of my body, of my speech, the actions of my mind may be wholesome and may be of good service to myself and others. So these heavenly messengers 
Just bring us to the preciousness of this day, this life, this opportunity to be aware, to be kind to ourselves and others, to deeply appreciate this gift of life. So I thought for just a few minutes, we could, uh, maybe just 10 minutes, go into the groups and talk about how it feels in our practice. How can we nurture what is truly positive in our own practice? Maybe just, or maybe sit quietly with each other. How to nurture deep appreciation for the life in this day. So, Joe, if you... I could have did. Yeah. Yeah, Kumi, if, if you turn your video off, that might leave more internet bandwidth for your audio. Um. But we just have a little bit of time left, and... Uh, um, we are again blessed with Michael Lee, who is a uh, renowned healing teacher, and 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 uh, through the through body uh, through body practices, embodying whatever. Uh, Michael, why don't you go ahead and, and take us through a practice that will? Thanks, David. Yeah. So um, thank you, everyone. It's been a wonderful time this whole time, and I'm I'm quite happy to let go of uh, some time and just do a shorter practice. Um, I just want to say a couple of things to begin with. Uh, one of the things that I find really helpful is the practice of letting go. Um, I believe it. it's not only a good preparation for death and dying, um, but it's also a great preparation for life and living. Um, and so the, the whole idea of letting go and it's really, it's really interesting that it's not embraced more fully because uh, we're always dying to the old and being born to the new. Every moment of our life is, is just that. We're dying to what's been and we're being born to what's arising. And so death is just another moment in that continuum. It's probably a bigger one, but it's basically just one in that continuum. And I was fortunate to have an experience this summer, which in 40 years of practice I'd never had before, where I was sitting on a lake in my kayak, and it was early in the morning, just around about dawn. And uh, for a moment or two, and it was probably less than a minute, I felt at peace and and aware of the reality that whether I was alive or dead in that moment, it didn't make any difference. It just didn't matter. And it was a beautiful gift to have that moment. And of course, tried to have, tried to recreate it through various practices, but have been unable to do so. It was one of those moments that I guess was just a gift and maybe it'll come again, but it certainly can't be created. But I do practices that I think help with that continuum. So that's what I'm going to just guide briefly. It'll be a shorter, less than less than 10 minute practice and it involves breath and body so if you want to just sit in a comfortable position uh, and if you can plant your feet firmly on the floor so that you can get the two feet on the floor or if you're sitting on a cushion or a bed or a 
couch or something, maybe you can just some find some way to get uh, your feet uh, onto something solid and uh, let that give a little rise and lift to your spine and become aware of your hands placed on your lap somewhere convenient where they're relaxed and but open at the same time. Lightly close your eyes or gaze softly downward if you prefer. And bring your attention, first of all, just to your body in this seated position. And it might help to begin by noticing your feet connecting with the floor and beneath the floor the earth. Just feel your feet. Just be present to the feet and the experience of whatever's there right now. And there's no right or wrong in this practice. It's just what's here. We're just going with what's here. So feeling the feet of the body. And then continuing the awareness up to the ankles and the lower parts of the legs. And take a moment just to focus there and feel that part of your body as though you're you're making friends with it. You're kind of getting to know your body all over again because it's different. It's different now than it's ever been in your whole life. It's just what it is right now. So getting to know it now, feet and lower parts of your legs, your knees, your thighs, front of your thighs, back of your thighs. And then your whole whole of both legs, just for a moment, the whole of both legs, just as they are right now. And then come into the center section of your body, the pelvis. Just feel your pelvis and your buttocks, your buttocks on the chair or the seat or the cushion, wherever you are, and the pelvis. And the pelvis is like a bowl. You can feel the bowl. And then the belly, the abdomen, low back, chest, shoulders, upper back, whole torso. So from the feet on the floor all the way up through to the neck, that whole torso. And then the arms, the hands, fingers, neck, and eventually the head the face, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth. Whole body, whole body right here, right now. Just a sense of that body and a sense of the extremities of it. Maybe even an awareness of where the body merges with the air that's around it. Maybe no clear delineation of the boundaries, maybe a softening of the boundaries, and this body just existing in space, being part of the whole space. And then, as well as the body, now the breath, the breath coming and going, and the sensation of breathing. and the sensation of the body breathing. Perhaps the whole body breathing. So as you breathe in now, it's as though your whole body is taking in 
And through that in-breath, that breathing in, breathing in the receptivity to this present moment now, receiving, receiving this moment now with each breath in. The precious gift of this moment, I breathe it in. And as you exhale, a letting go. A letting go of the past, a letting go of anything that you might be inclined to hang on to. Just breathing in, receiving the preciousness of now, breathing out, letting go of all that is no longer here and no longer serves. Breathing in, I receive. Breathing out, I release. Releasing into the eternal now. This moment now. But also the eternal now. And now that I, whether alive or dead, is really the same. Breathing in, I receive. Breathing out, I release. And just hold and maintain that practice for yourself for a few moments. If you find yourself distracted, just come back to the next breath, receiving and releasing. Whole body. And for the last moment or so, last few minutes of the meditation, simply notice your connection to all that lies beyond this body, beyond this moment. But a sense of connectedness in the now, not in the future, not in the past, right now. Extending out beyond your body, beyond the room you're sitting in. For 
perhaps even beyond your location on the planet. Ever outward. Connected. Here. Finally, just an embrace of the void, the emptiness, the connectedness, the wholeness and the emptiness at the same time. I am here. And take a last long deep inhalation. Let it go with a slow exhale. Move any parts of your body that want to be moved. You can slowly open your eyes and stretch. Come back to being here. And I thank you for being present to yourself and your life and in your body and here today. Thank you for letting me serve you with this short meditation. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you, Fiona. Great. Thank you, Michael. That was wonderful. So dedicating... the wisdom and the peace and whatever merit that we have accumulated together here today by the power of this compassionate practice. May our suffering and everyone's suffering here and all beings suffering everywhere be transformed into peace. May the hearts of your heart, my heart, everyone heart, everyone's heart here, and all beings' hearts everywhere be open. And all of our wisdom radiate from within. Well, wishing you all a wise and peaceful and compassionate best day of your life. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you all. You could unmute if you want and say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you again. See you again. Thank Bye. you.